0: Hello, friends, before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to share with you a few details about Anabaptist Perspectives. As we all know, 2020 has been a challenging year for many of us. In this uncertain time, it is our honor to share content with listeners around the world through podcasts, videos, and our blog. We strive to encourage followers of Jesus to live thoughtful, faithful lives, and as we look to the coming year, we have plans to go even further with our content. However, these projects require significant investment of time and resources. That is why we are asking for your help. Anabaptist Perspectives exists because of support from listeners just like you. For 2020, we had the goal of raising $40,000 to help cover the cost of production for that year. As 2020 draws to a close, consider donating to help us reach this goal. You can give through our website at anabaptistperspectives.org or on Patreon where you will gain access to exclusive content not available through our main channels. Thank you so much for your support and we are excited where God will lead in the coming year. Okay, on to the regular episode. I'm here with Josh, we're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and uh, you had spent some time living in Jerusalem. Describe that, like like when were you there? How long were you there? Uh, why were you uh, living and working in that city?
1: Yeah, so we were uh, we lived there um, from 2015 to 2018, so three, three years from January to January. We were there uh, living in Jerusalem. We lived inside the old city of Jerusalem, had the wow. opportunity to live there, which is kind of a rare a rare opportunity. Uh, wow. lived there for three years um, in the Christian quarter. If you're familiar with the old city, it's mm-hmm. you know, Christian quarter, small Armenian quarter, Jewish quarter and in the Muslim Quarter, which is the biggest of the, of the four sections in the Old City. We were there working in uh, humanitarian aid, um, we worked throughout the region, uh, but most of my work took me into uh, the Palestinian territories in the West Bank uh, and Gaza. Um, but we were headquartered, so we were working from Jerusalem um, primarily, mm-hmm. uh, and, and like literally our, where we lived in the Old City, of course, is like right on the seam between East and West Jerusalem, um, which is, yeah. was like the traditional. Um, dividing line after the 1967 uh, Six-Day War. Um, of course, uh, Israel controls all of that, East Jerusalem and large portions of the West Bank as well, but but still uh, the old city is still considered technically a, a, a part of East Jerusalem. Yeah. And so, yeah, we li- living in there. Jerusalem, the old city, is is kind of a place of its own within the larger Jerusalem. I mean, of course, Jerusalem itself is is a big uh, metropolitan Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: area, but um, the old city is almost a square kilometer with a population of between thirty and 40,000 people living in it. So, like, very, very (laughs) tightly packed in there and (laughs) old cobblestone streets and history every time you turn around. So, um, yeah, that's where we (laughs) lived. And we had Two of our three children there uh, okay. in Jerusalem it was a great experience and learned a lot. Really, kind of an amazing and crazy and difficult place to
0: live. Well, okay, because that would be like when you when you moved. I'm I'm. I'm just speculating, but were you? Did you ever feel pressured to take some type of um, Christian Zionist stance um, or, or something to that effect? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like kind of walk us through that transition mm-hmm. of, of moving over and, and those pressures.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that I ever like felt any kind of pressure there. Obviously, it's something that's always in the back of your mind because it's such a a conflicted area, deep, deep history. Of the conflict, uh, going going back many many uh, generations, but where we were, kind of where we were situated, we could uh, we were in the Christian quarter in the old city, like I said, um, which is you know an Arab <laughs> Christian Arab uh, population, uh, which is the which is the majority of the Christians in in mm-hmm. Israel and Palestine area. Um, so I don't really feel like we felt uh, any pressure there, but you can't live there without feeling the without feeling the tensions and there were waves yeah, of yeah. of unrest and, and difficulty at times. Um, nothing too serious uh while we were there but but still it's always kind of there. It's kind of part of the fabric. Um even if it's not like <laughs> like always being active on it's always you know it's always kinda of there. Just I mean, I know it's a big I know it's a big question in the conservative Anabaptist world. Like right. um there's yeah. pretty big uh you know di- differences of, opi- of opinion like what is what it, what should be our response to the state of israel um there are some who feel very strongly that you know as a country we need to be supporting them as a people we need to be supporting you know zionism and then there are others who really take a pretty strong opposing stance to that living there you <laughs> like, really you come out of it with just the conviction that any kind of easy narrative <laughs> any kind of simplistic narrative just just really doesn't really doesn't cut it and so I think what I would say, um, kind of some things that I would say to you know, like both sides of the issue, uh, just based on my own experience, I'm not basing this on um, sure. my theology of it, um, mm-hmm. because it's still so somewhat unformed. Mm-hmm. For those who tend not to think of Israel, the modern state of Israel as somehow the fulfillment of prophecy or evidence of God's mm-hmm. ongoing you know, like covenant. Um, with with uh, with the Jewish people um, as I would kind of tend to lean toward but mm-hmm. to those people I would I would simply say first of all I think it's important that we appreciate the genuine connections that are there it's really hard to mm-hmm. you know to see like 2,000 year old you know synagogues and not appreciate like ruins of those synagogues and not appreciate wow. like, like the deep kind of rootedness uh, of of the Jewish people you know in the land mm-hmm. um, I mean just a story uh, example like we were it gets at the, kind of the deep history that's there um we were we would often like Saturday evening you know pack a picnic lunch and go out in the grassy areas outside the old city to to eat and like soon after we were there, I forget how long it was. We were just kind of relaxing there in the in the grass and you know all of a sudden you come across these kind of caves in the wall uh like in the city wall. Oh, what are these, right? So you kind of mm-hmm. look around, and you know, then you find this plaque, and like, oh yeah, these are tombs like dating back to the first temple period, you know. <laughs> so it's like, is it, like that depth of history makes you look. It, it really kind of plays with your, I guess, perception of time, right? You think yeah. of American history, you know, like seventeen seventy six. <laughs> oh, that's like, like long ago. It, it, like in terms of like, the history of you know the the Holy Land, it's like, it's like nothing, right? Yeah. So I, I think. T- First of all, to appreciate that connection, I don't even think you have to arrive there like theologically. I think it's just mm-hmm. it's kind of it's 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 kind of there. And it, and also the second thing I would say is to really take seriously the extent to which Christianity has been implicated in has mm-hmm. been complicit with anti-Semitism over the years. Um, really, really terrible um, kind of legacy there, frankly. And it is ve- the scars are. Very, very deep in in Jewish memory. Um, mm. I'll, I'll you know never forget going to the Yad Vashem, which is their their museum, mm. their memorial museum for the for the Holocaust. Recommended. You know, you go there if you ever get the chance to visit. And you know, in the section in the room on anti-Semitism, you know, which you know, ultimately, of course, culminates with you know Hitler and the gas chamber. Um, it begins with like quotes from like church fathers. You know, wow. you know, very very. Um, negative view uh, of the Jewish people that just get, keeps getting, you know, perpetuated through as, you know, Christianity becomes it becomes a political force, right, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and all that, and so 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 many instances of that, and like, like that's there, and that's something that we yeah. really need to take seriously um, when we think about questions of, you know, you know Zionism and the land and, and the Jewish people. Um, to the people who would kind of take the opposite stance, that, who would be less inclined to think that therefore we need to, you know, support, you know, politically uh, the, the state of Israel. Or who would actually, who would take that position and be kind of anti, you know, the idea that the Palestinians have any kind of say in, in what goes on there. I would say this, first of all, don't 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 adopt any kind of view that you couldn't justify or explain to your Palestinian Palestinian brother or sister in Christ, right? Who are regularly mm-hmm. discriminated against, profiled at you know at checkpoints in the law. I mean the the racism, it's you really don't have to be there long to really see how mm-hmm. deeply seated the the racism, um the prejudice, the animosity, the tension that's mm-hmm. there. And and you know they have to they face that right, and they're often the ones. That they know I, I, from my experience. Um, of course, not all of them <laughs> respond. You know, with mm-hmm. you know Christ-like love and nonviolence. But like for the most part, uh, especially those that I've become close to in my time there, um, just really seen powerful examples of enemy love. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they know who their enemy is. You know, it's wow. and 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 they are called to to love and to um, not and to return. You know, good for evil. So. And and even, you know, even in Gaza, like, there's a very, very, very small, um, you know, Christian population there, so whenever, like, you know, Israel is shelling, you know, Gaza for whatever reason, if you think it's justified or not, remember that there are, you know, you have brothers and sisters, Christian brothers and sisters there. Of course, we should care about any life, right, but like, right, but like yeah, be, be, be yeah, able to sure. justify your theological ideas, you know, to, to your brothers and sisters. Um, and, and frankly, you know, there, there's also a stream of, of Judaism um, that's not accepted very well in mainstream Israeli Jewish culture, but who also accept, you know, Christ as, you know, as Messiah, as Lord and mm-hmm. all that like the relationships there between jewish christians if we if we can use that designation and mm-hmm. and you know palestinian christians is it's it's a it's a fraught relationship and and something wow. we i think need to pray about and and think about i, I think more deeply like the, the the tensions are very nuanced and then also if you're going to make a claim about you know god's chosen people and and all that that claim even in scripture never exempted the people of israel the children of Israel in in the Hebrew scriptures from upholding justice and equity and righteousness. Right. And Mm -hmm. and if anything, it was, I mean, it was always Mm -hmm. a call to greater righteousness. Mm -hmm. And so the way I see it sometimes played out is that, well, whatever, kind of whatever Israel Israel does, we need to support it if we want God's blessing. Right. You know, this is a big stream within like, especially Christian evangelicalism and, and you know, the Christian right in America that um, we often, I think, as a people kind of, kind of go along with, and and I, you know, there's there's some definite thing dangers there. That's kind of what I have to say on that. Yeah, and it's a yeah. big, it's a big messy topic Ooh, and big um, ball
0: of yarn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's you know, however you approach it, you know, it's 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 a very um, flammable issue. So mm-hmm. uh, I kind of try to speak um, from ex- from experience, but also just with mm-hmm. the level of kind of I think in, in everything is you know, be quick to hear yeah. and slow to speak for both sides, again, like don't assume that God can't do something or, or that you, you fit God's way of working in the world within,
0: yeah. within your own ideological yeah. framework. So we're doing this you know, based on your personal experience of, right. of living there, so can you give us a, a story of, of a formative experience, like yeah. something that, that deeply impacted you in your time there? So it's not so much a,
1: a story, or a, it's a story, um, but mm-hmm. one of the times that I was in Gaza, I forget it was first or second or what, what time it was. I remember just being deeply, deeply moved uh, or deeply, deeply aware of kind of my social status in the global scheme of things. Hmm. Um, you know, I am working there because I can. It's interesting to me, mm-hmm. but I have a, I have a, you know, I'm being supported in doing it. It's, I'm being employed to work there, but I can, anytime I want to, I can leave, I can come, come back home, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a family business that I could potentially get involved in. I can pursue, you know, graduate education. I, I have all these. I have a passport where I can go, kind of wherever I want to in the world. I don't typically think of myself as like having elevated social status in the American context, but like in Gaza, where it is landlocked, it is sea locked, um, 25 miles long at the widest, five miles wide, and there, and just realizing that there are young people, you know, m- my age, but also. You know getting up there <laughs> but, sure. but but they there're people there there are young people growing up who never ha- who have no hope of ever seeing any of the world outside of that 25 by f- by five at the most roughly section of land that is virtually unlivable I mean it's it's every every year there's you know there's talk about how you know Gaza is on the brink of collapse like it's just no longer sustainable most of the water is dirty only several hours of electricity a day and it like, there's no political solution. There's infighting within, you know, Palestinian political parties. And then, of course, there's Israel's, um, you know, blockade, economically just devastated. And I don't know, like, that just really kind of, I don't know, that it shook me. It mm-hmm. just gave me perspective and it helped me see, just by virtue of being born <laughs> with a U.S. passport, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. what kind of opportunities that opens up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, in the larger scheme of things, in, in, in kind of a global perspective. It's hard to get that perspective, you know, here in the States.
0: When And thinking of perspective, you know, it, it seems like that part of the world is often in the news for the wrong right. reasons. You know, the latest right. conflict, the latest whatever, attack, right. so what so forth. When we see those things, you know, what are ways that we can respond? What's a proper perspective mm-hmm. we can have, regardless of, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. differing opinions, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of different yeah. opinions watching this, What's some ways we can bring some clarity and some maybe some Jesus attitude? I guess <laughs> to, yeah. to you know when we see these things in the news because it is kind of disturbing. You know, right. regardless, like it's right. yeah,
1: yeah. It's a good question, and I, I I really don't feel like I have a whole lot of like really insightful um, something perspective to bring. One of the things, if anything, kind of the emotion that I felt living in Jerusalem, especially during times of turmoil, was just a kind of helplessness, like. Here I am coming from, you know, the States. I'm getting introduced to these political conflicts. This situation has been just embedded for so long. And like, coming away with just a feeling of helplessness, like you look at the disparity of reporting, and you know, this is nothing new in, you know, American news, like, you know, polarization, but like, you look at like, how it's reported in, you know, Palestinian media versus how it's reported in Israeli media and, you know, it's just—it's a different story, right? Like what—what what actually happened, and so like even like it calls into question your ability to even understand, right? Like what—like what is actually going on mm-hmm. here. So I don't know. I—I I would just—it's <laughs> not clarifying the question at all. But it, I mean, just <laughs> ha, like that—that that kind of helplessness. Yeah. Helplessness. But I think being again being quick to hear. Um, slow to speak. It's easy to come into these things, especially if you have preformed ideas. Well, this is what happened. You know, you know Hamas is doing this, and, and, you know, so Israel has the right to do this. And so, and, and then you miss the complexity that's there. You miss the, 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 human, the human element that's there. Always, always, you know, if you're talking about Jesus' perspective, you know, recognize the tragedy of conflict, of war, of death. Um, regardless of what you think is justified and what's not. So that's, yeah, I would say that's, that's the biggest thing. But also, like, people think about the land there, especially Jerusalem. Jerusalem is particularly hard. Like, sometimes we, we could, you know, we just needed to escape to, like, you know, the coastal cities, <laughs> like Tel Aviv <laughs> and Haifa and those. Just to, like, Jerusalem is very intense, like, because it's wow. so deeply embedded in religion. You have Islam, you have Christianity, you have um, Judaism, obviously the three major players there. But, but also recognize that it's not always you know Molotov cocktails and you know tear gas, like yeah, um, yeah there are other realities, and I would just recommend if you ever if you ever visit I know tourism is a big thing in, in Israel if you ever visit like you know spend some time on the other side of the wall wherever your political uh, you know sympathies yeah. lie like spend yeah. some time on the other side of the wall most, in most most cases for our people it's you know see the land of the Bible and like mm-hmm. and all that, um, but you know spend some time um you know, in Bethlehem, spend some, if you can, spend some time in a refugee camp, like a Palestinian refugee camp, and 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 spend some time with with uh, your brothers and sisters, um, your yeah. your fellow brother uh, brothers and sisters in Christ there, because um, they they have um, you know diff- they occupy a diff- difficult space, and I just mm-hmm. want to use this platform, I guess, to speak speak for them, legitimize or
0: like to raise awareness, I guess, of their of their perspective on it. Wow. It, kind of makes me want to go back again you know because it's been a few years since i was over there and and it it was very eye-opening you just see whoa like this is really complicated and very rough
1: no easy answers and once you start untangling like you know what is what is justice here i mean Mm -hmm. frankly i i I, like um you know i have my ideas about you know and educate yourself on history and all that but um but yeah at the end of the day it's 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 really difficult and um Especially coming in from the outside, I think it's important to come with a level of humility and willingness to listen. And, and. For more information about Anabaptist Perspectives, to read our blog, to donate, and to see videos of the conversations you hear on this podcast, visit anabaptistperspectives.org. We would love to hear from our audience, so leave your feedback in the comments for this podcast or send us a message through our Facebook page. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week
0: with another episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. Thank you for listening to Anabaptist Perspectives. Your listening and sharing this with friends helps more people find our episodes. A special thanks to all of you who support Anabaptist Perspectives financially. We are here because of you. If you haven't had the chance to give yet this year, would you consider making a year-end donation? You can donate on our website or by check.